Did you know that a job candidate is more likely to be selected during an interview when they express interest in the company's accomplishments and plans for the future? Hello, Action Taker. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have inspirational and informational conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help you get the scoop on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping you achieve bliss through awareness and action. So let's get to it. In this episode, Tanya Martinez shares some of her best job search strategy tips. Tanya is the CEO and founder of Career Transformations, a boutique recruiting consulting firm that partners with companies to hire the right person for the right seat the first time around. Her team delivers a holistic approach to business by incorporating their 22 years of experience within the human resources and hiring field. It's what sets them apart. Their number one goal is to hire talent that stays put. To learn more, visit careertransformationsdenver.co. If you'd like to support this podcast and engage with our community, become a professional tier member for monthly networking opportunities at ko-fi.com forward slash live blissed out. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Tanya, welcome back to the show. It's so nice to talk to you again. Thank you, Marissa, for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. We're going to be talking about a different topic. And I think it's very relevant in today's world because people are still looking for jobs in the market. I think it's important for people to understand what they're dealing with and how they can set themselves up for success. Thank you, Marissa, for having me. I'm thrilled to spend some time talking about the candidate side of things because I generally focus my time on the client side. And truth be told, I'm constantly pipelining talent. So today's shift will be fun for me. You know, there are jobs out there, but sometimes finding a job in the digital era is quite different than just a few years ago. Interviews happened a lot quicker than they do today. And preparation, I feel, was less back before COVID. And in fact, very few people meet in person at any stage of the interview process as we have a lot more remote roles, which seems to be the new norm. And a strength of yours really should be adaptability as you need to be able to roll with the punches of these frequent changes in the job search. But more importantly, taking a more innovative and strategic approach to your job search strategy is only going to benefit you in the long run. A good job search strategy is key to getting the job that you want. Looking for a new job is tough. We all know that. And it takes up a great deal of your time and energy. And if it's not properly managed and directed, you'll fail. And it will be harder to find that perfect position. So this is why it's so important to create an effective strategy before you start your job search and really stay focused along the way and remain productive in your search. and. It really goes back to my passion of helping others and my story of why I got into HR. So today I'm going to share some best job searching strategies that I've learned throughout the years and coached others on through my journeys. You may be doing some of these and others you may not, and you may consider adding some of them to your strategy. In today's environment, Tanya, we see a lot of jobs available and the perception out there is that there's so many more jobs 
that people can go after than there used to be. Given that environment that we're dealing with, what are some of the things that you've seen people are managing differently from when the market is tighter, when there are no jobs and they have to compete even more to get that position that they're looking for? What is a big difference that you're seeing in today's environment? You know, I think standing out is really important. I'm going to spend some time there talking about that. It's really important that you showcase the areas that you're solid in and doing that confidently, not arrogantly, I think is really important. And just leaving that mark on someone, making sure that they don't forget who you are, that they don't forget that you applied and they interviewed you because there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah. And I think people forget that sometimes in an environment where we see a lot of job availability, at least visibly. Yeah. So first off, talking with the career coach and recruiters will be something that you'll be thankful that you did this. Interviewing a few career coaches, leadership executive coaches, you know, oftentimes they'll do a 30-minute like free consultation with you and make sure that you interview this person well because this may be the person that you're spending the rest 60 days, 90 days, a year with. So you want to make sure you have a good connection with them, that they're qualified to do what they're doing. And you also want to feel that you can be open and honest and really put your trust in them. And then utilize this person to talk about maybe a pivot you may be considering or a promotion you're thinking about, or maybe even a transition that's complicated. That's really when they can help you kind of declutter your mind and create a strategy for your job search. Some coaches will review your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn profile, and provide feedback and edit them as well if they do work on resumes or those types of documents. Then also, I would say, ask them for connections to others that they may know that can help you in your job search. Share what kind of role that you're searching for, the type of company you want to work for, what kind of manager is a good fit for you, what kind of culture are you wanting to be part of, and don't forget to sell your talents and any details kind of along the way. And then working with recruiters, because they'll go out and help you find a job, they also hear of a lot of opportunities, even if they're not working on that role, and they also source for new clients. So recruiters are good to have in your network. And always be talking about your job search with people that you know, family, friends, colleagues, at events that you go to, because you never know who knows who. Also with the career coach, as you're doing work with them, record yourself and do mock interviews with your coach or someone that you trust that will give you concrete feedback. Also set the stage for them so that they're successful in giving you what you need. So they really know what you're looking for in terms of feedback. Am I slouching? Did my eyes connect with you? Was I using my hands too much? So make sure that you set the stage for that person. And this will be the best homework that you can do for yourself. I strongly encourage you to take a couple of assessments if you've not done so. Career coaches typically have a few resources in their belt, if not more. A lot of employers are utilizing assessments in the hiring process, but you also gain a better understanding of yourself. You develop an understanding of your skills and your strengths through these assessments, and then you can utilize this information to stand out more in your interviews through your cover letters, through your LinkedIn profiles and resumes. It's often in how you sell yourself and really shine out of the rest of the applicants that the company is interviewing. So 
make sure you take the time to kind of bring that all together. There's so many assessments out there, and I'm not going to suggest one or the other because there's a lot. And it really just depends on what you and your coach thinks a good fit for you in order to determine which one would be good. Are you looking for that one-of-a-kind personalized gift that can't be bought at an online or physical store? Second Spindle is a small business in Colorado specializing in wood artisanship. Our goal is to help you deepen relationships through handcrafted gifts and keepsakes that go against the grain. We'd like to put a smile on the faces of your friends, family, and clients with gifts that are well thought out and truly unique. We'll listen, bring your ideas to life, and work within your budget to create a memorable gift or keepsake that you'll be proud to display and share. To learn more, visit secondspindle.com. Yeah, and you mentioned good fit, and I think that's really important to think about because it really is not just the recruiter or the person hiring that has a say, you yourself also have to decide whether or not this environment, this organization and what they stand for is the right fit for you. And that's collaborative in a way, because I think that a lot of times it's one-sided. They think that these are the terms. This is what I want for my life, especially in today's world where we have high expectations about work-life balance. Then we go into the process forgetting that really we need to impress the person that we're trying to partner with in a way. Because when we get hired by an organization, we become part of that organization. And so what they're looking for is how you can contribute. And if you fail to mention that, and it's all about you and what your expectations are, that could be problematic. You were talking about standing out. Yeah, that's a way to stand out. Because I think a lot of people today will ask questions like, what kind of benefits do you have for me? Where back in the day, you know, it was about, I can really contribute to your organization. I can do these things for you and here's how I'm going to do them. And if you approach it from that perspective, you really impress your potential employers, right? Exactly. When companies are checking references, I think references are outstanding to do. I'm a firm believer of them, but references can be tricky. Because sometimes they're limited to saying, you know, certain things. When you're able to talk to someone that really kind of offline is willing to share some helpful information about the individual and their performance, it's a lot richer. And then you can validate truly, is this person who they say they were? And did they really do what they said they did? I remember back in the day when we, interview for a position, one of the questions they typically would ask is, what do you think is your biggest weakness? And your weakness doesn't necessarily have to be your weakness because a weakness can actually be a strength. So for example, let's say that you are hypersensitive to being on time. That could be perceived as a weakness because other people would be like, you know, chill out a little bit. You don't have to be so obsessed that we start at exactly 11 o'clock. You're a little bit uptight. So that can be perceived as a weakness. But at the same time, it's a strength because what you are is respectful of other people's time. And you want to make sure that whatever you commit to, you're there, you're reliable, you show up when you say you will. The weakness doesn't necessarily have to be just that. There's so many ways to look at it. Oh, and I think one area that I constantly coach on is when you're answering that kind of question, 
I never look at it as a weakness. I always say, what is your area of opportunity? You know, where can you grow? What do you need to improve on? What can you learn? And when you answer that question, it's so important to spin it to a positive. So yes, I may not be the greatest in Excel, but I've been taking YouTube classes for the last six months. And I would say that I've improved my proficiency level from intermediate to beginner in a matter of six months. So showing the company what you're doing to improve that skill, whether it's with an employer or on your own. Oh my goodness. That is so critical. And I think we forget to do that. Yeah. Because if you leave it open-ended, well, I suck in Excel, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That doesn't help me much. Yeah, it doesn't. Because what are you saying to the employer? I know that this is something I'm not good at rather than saying, Look, I get that I have areas of opportunity, but I'm willing to work at it and I am working on it. What else do you think our listeners need to know when they're looking for these types of positions? Next, I'd like to talk a little bit about being proactive with your search, developing a structured and well thought out plan, set goals and have specific job search tasks and activities like research, which is time consuming, but it's one way that you stand out. People know when you did your research, when you sit down in that interview and you say, yes, I read on the website that the culture is X, Y, X. They know that you read and you took the time and you're invested. So you look a little more appealing to them. Being realistic with your timeframes for each of those activities and starting your search, you know, to avoid delays, I think is critical. And then just moving on to building a network strategy that supports your search And I think it also helps people that are not so comfortable speaking in front of others or networking or even selling themselves. Networking with professionals in your field or industry is an effective way to get your foot in the door. When you get to know these professionals, you can learn so much about the industry and use that knowledge to help your job search. And then join a job search group. You know, a colleague of mine, Donna Shannon, she's the owner of Personal Touch Career Services, has a brown bag job search group on Meetup that you'll love. And she's been doing it forever. She's an expert in the field. Then you have all of those other job seekers who know your story. And when they're job searching and see an opportunity that maybe you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, guess what? You have a new recruiter on your side. Are you searching for a trusted merchant service provider for your business? SG Associates LLC is your partner for quality payment and merchant service solutions. With over 15 years of experience in credit card processing, SG Associates offers merchants the best pricing products and customer service available from a payment and solution service provider. Their number one goal is to save their merchants as much as possible on their credit card processing fees. To learn how they can help you, call 1-800-455-5211 or visit sg-associatesllc.com. That is so brilliant, Tanya. Thank you. I think we don't think about those things. Just because you're looking for a job, you're so focused on what you're doing. But to your point, you know, you're already there looking. And then as you come across something, you happen to know a friend who happens to be looking for that exact position. And you can all help each other. Oh, yes. And then with today's increasingly digital world, your networking focus should be, you know, online. You should be out there commenting on a professional's blog post, offer your insight in a LinkedIn post and share relevant industry news and information. Put your spin on it and really customize it so they know it came from you and post it on social media. 
You also get bonus points on your accountability chart if you comment on a post for the company that you're interested in working for. That's a way to stand out because they'll see your post and your comment and know that you're paying attention to what they're doing. And I would say, most importantly, track the jobs that you're applying to, the ones that you receive a callback from, an interview with, maybe a first time, second, third, fourth, however many interviews, track all that data, as well as the timing in between, because some companies have an over lengthy interview process. You know, it can get a bit cumbersome and exhausting for most, but in today's day and age, you want to maximize your time and really be able to track your progress. I think that will kind of help you see, you know, okay, I've applied for 20 jobs, I've interviewed for five. And if you start to see red flags, like, why am I not getting a call? Maybe it's a resume, or maybe it's something you're doing. So that coach or colleague that you've been working with might be able to offer some insight there. And all in all, you know, the job search is a full-time job. So take it seriously, invest in your future and hold yourself accountable. You will show up in a better state knowing you put both feet forward with a well-thought-out plan. Speaking of that, Tanya, since we live in a kind of an online space now, what type of information should we be putting together? Because there's so much data out there. We can put information, for example, on LinkedIn, which is obviously the premier place for business. What should you be thinking about when you're ready to put stuff together that you can share with your potential employer to make you stand out? Yes, documentation preparation is so important. Having a cover letter that helps you stand out, but keep it short and sweet, yet strategically written to where it really highlights your areas of expertise in a unique way. Some employers ask for it and others don't, but take the opportunity to create one and use it because it's your golden opportunity to stand out because not a lot of people use them. And then having a solid resume, again, not too long, not too short, not going back to 1980. Most employers need to see the last 10 to 15 years. You don't want it five pages. I would say two pages is perfect. Strategically written with a solid summary that's powerful and it really captures their attention. Keep their attention with a nice structure and a nice format. Lengthy resumes are difficult for readers to get through and they just don't have the time. And then Moving on to LinkedIn, really optimizing your LinkedIn profile should be at the top of your to-do list, especially if you're utilizing LinkedIn for job searching. Develop a headline that goes beyond a simple job description. Your profile summary should include your strengths, your values, and other information that makes a positive impression on employers. Education and experience, just as important, make sure you have all of those updated. You don't have to share your years of education anymore on LinkedIn. There's that thing of ageism that a lot of individuals are wondering about. And so don't list those dates. And then focus on highlighting your skills and your responsibilities that are relevant to your field. And then I would say having a follow-up plan in place is important. Don't forget this one. Create that quick template for email responses and maybe, you know, prepare some thank you cards to be mailed and Draft them out, get them ready, because then it's easier to just send them, put a stamp on it, and be done. Then you know you completed the process. Also, when you write those emails or thank you cards, make sure that you stand out. Maybe reiterate something you heard, something that inspired you, and then always add in a couple selling points or two based on the interview. And that's a lot to think about. 
I assume there are steps or guidelines that you help your clients with so that you can help get them on track with all these things because somebody who's inexperienced with this would probably never consider all the things that you shared. Yes. No, I definitely work with my candidates, you know, if I'm working with them to put them in a position, I'm at their side all the way to make sure that they're successful in not only their approach, but making sure that they're following the process of the employer, but also making sure that they're standing out and selling themselves to in a very confident and not arrogant way. And I suppose part of the process, Tanya, is rejection. Yes. It's very unlikely that you're going to get your favorite choice the first try. You might get lucky, but that's not necessarily what you should expect. Understanding that when you don't get that call back or something doesn't work out in your favor, look at that as an opportunity to improve. Again, going back to, I know that it's a weakness. Maybe this is something I didn't do as well. So how can I apply it to the next opportunity so that I can get the results I'm looking for? Yes, dealing with rejection and staying optimistic can be challenging for some people, but it's so important. Job rejection happens to all of us, but it's how you manage that rejection and spin it into a positive experience that really expands your growth is what matters. I look at it as when one door closes, another one opens. So I almost feel like it's a maze and you hit a dead end on a maze and then you go, okay, well, this path is not okay. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to find a different one. And then you end up landing exactly where you want to be. And so sometimes those situations where you are rejected led you to something better. And usually if you think about it long enough, which not a lot of people will, because you got to move on and start, you know, your search again. But if you think about it, there was probably something in the hiring process, in the culture, in the job, in the manager that wasn't 100% aligned with either your values or what you were looking for. It's usually a blessing in disguise that you didn't get the position for whatever reason. Yeah. And here's the thing. If they rejected you, they were probably seeing the same thing. They were saying, I don't know if this person is the right fit for our company. And so what happens is if they end up compromising and bringing you in, they're actually not helping because you will be unhappy and you won't stay long. And then it becomes a cycle that not only the person that applied for the job has to go through again, but so does the company. It really is in the best interest of both parties to be realistic with what they're looking for and make sure that the hire is the right fit for them. Yes. And I will say that is one thing that makes me unique in what I do and what sets me apart from other recruiters is I'm used to hiring based on culture, based on values, based on the vision of the company. That's how I was trained to hire 22 years of my life. So I really take the time both on the candidate side and the client side to make sure that I'm learning everything I can about all aspects because turnover is not fun for anybody. It's important to know who your candidates are and your clients to make that almost perfect match. We're not perfect, but the best possible match. A good match. And we also think of losses for the company when it comes to hiring when a person doesn't stay long enough, but it's also the loss for that person. They now have to start all over again. They have to go out and look again for another position. Like you said, it's a full-time job. It's a lot of work. So it really is in the best interest of both parties to get it right. 
Yes. And so with rejection and staying optimistic, make sure that you still send those thank you notes out via snail mail, email, text, LinkedIn message, or however you're communicating with them. Again, this is another way to stand out because most people don't send thank you notes out. And this is your like golden opportunity. And you just never know if the person that they hired instead of you, if they rejected you, gets knocked out of the role for background issues or they get a better offer. Maybe their employer counter offered that offer and they may put you next in line for that offer. So don't cut your losses too quickly. That is such a good point. I think we forget those things. And you never know. The hiring manager may know someone else that's hiring and can recommend you to other managers, departments, or even another company. So you never want to burn that bridge. Oh, yeah. And they might have positions you didn't even know about, and they were just not thinking you were the best option for the initial interview. But then they're like, wait a minute, she would be perfect or he would be perfect for this. Then they could say, why don't you come back and I'll introduce you to somebody else. You're absolutely right. Don't burn bridges. Don't take it personally. Put out the best that you can. Be your best and everything will tend to work out. Yes. Staying motivated in your job search will only benefit you. Searching for the right job can take a considerable amount of time, and that can be discouraging at times. The prospect of multiple rejections can also be disheartening, but that makes it even more important to find ways to keep your motivation up. It's like anything else. Let's say uh, you value a relationship. It takes work. You have to put in, and it's kind of a two-way street. You can't handle a friendship on your own. It goes the same way with trying to find a position. You don't just accept the first thing that comes your way. You want to know more about it. You want to know if this is a relationship you'd like to pursue and vice versa. Think of it from that perspective because it isn't simple. It is complicated. And honestly, it's better to take more time to get the right fit for you rather than accept a position or be offered the first position that comes your way and then come to find out if you had spent a little more time Maybe you could have gotten something that was better. Tanya, for the listeners, is there a particular field that you specialize in or are you able to talk to anyone at this point who is looking for a position just in general, have a conversation and then find out whether you can help them or whether you can refer them? I'll talk to most folks. I would say that I'm not in the healthcare space. I just have never had that opportunity. But I do have a network of recruiters in my world, so I can definitely make some introductions to folks if need be. Thank you so much for sharing all these details with us. Could you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Thank you. And so if you're getting ready to hit the pavement on your job search, reach out to me if you'd like to chat. You can book time with me by visiting my website, careertransformationsdenver.com. And search for the Calendly link. And you can also email me, info at careertransformationsdenver.com. Great. So the key here is to talk to you first and get a feel for what they're looking for. And then if for some reason you're unable to help them with their particular circumstance, you can refer them to somebody who can. Thank you again for being here. It was so nice to catch up. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Marissa. I appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. That's a wrap for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks to Tanya Martinez for joining us and thanks for listening. 
If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash L-B-O-V-M or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe, and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.